with me a very special guest and a very special friend, uh, Takale Mekonen. He will uh, be sharing with us and we'll be speaking together about the Ethiopian community in Israel. And he himself made Aliyah back in the 80s, one of the first large uh, Aliyahs from Ethiopia. And he'll share a little bit about that with us. He's an engineer and an educator, a community leader, and the CEO of Tech Career. So welcome, uh, Takale. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you very much. I know that you have a very busy schedule, and so it's really, really uh, wonderful that we can actually speak to you because you have so much knowledge and uh, personal experience with this, uh, um, with the Aliyah and with the integration side. Thank you. Yeah, before we get started speaking though, I'd like to just show a video of one of the Aliyah flights that arrived in this last year that the ICJ was able to help with. So please uh, show the video, would you? from Ben Gurion Airport. In just a few moments, an airplane is going to arrive, and this is really a miracle airplane because right now we are in COVID-19. The airport is closed. All the planes are at a standstill right now. Nobody's allowed to, to arrive, but the airport will open just for a small window in order to allow a very special flight to arrive from Ethiopia. That's right, it's very exciting. We're expecting 330 immigrants to land any moment. And those 330 immigrants, they are old people, young people, many children. I think there is one special case also among them. Absolutely, Jürgen. We have a six-year-old little boy with a heart problem who desperately needs medical care here in Israel, and he's on this flight. morning this has been to see them arriving and they're still coming out yeah. and the buses are still arriving to see really how ancient prophecies are fulfilled right in front of our eyes absolutely the sons are returning to their borders it's so beautiful to see them and for me one of the most amazing and touching experiences was to see how they come down they start to kiss the ground because they have been waiting for 20 years some of them even longer to make it here that's right. And we got to welcome little Benjamin, who's going to soon be going to medical care direct from the airport. And we ask you to stay engaged with the Christian Embassy to help us and continue to help us to bring the remnant of the Jewish people back to their homeland. Thanks so much for doing this. If you want to partner with us, go to ICEJ.org slash Aliyah. Every time I see this um, people coming and arriving on Aliyah and uh, getting off the plane, it's just, I don't know, it's just such a joy and such a privilege to be a part of this and to see the joy on people's faces when they arrive. And in this particular video, we didn't get to see families welcoming because they came during Corona and we were fortunate just to be at the airport at all because it was 
at a time when people weren't really allowed to welcome uh, their families personally. They had to wait until later. But um, yeah, just very, very special and very, very moving every single time. So it's a real privilege. Um, so Takale, right now it's exciting. We've, uh, we've heard that the Israeli government has decided to bring at least another 3,000 uh, Jewish uh, friends from Ethiopia and maybe even as many as 5,000. Well, and yeah, can you um, maybe uh, tell us a little bit? We know that there's a, a war going on in Ethiopia and that's part of the crisis. Have you been following a little bit and hearing from people um, uh, what's happening there? Can you share with us? Yes, yes, there is a civil war there in Ethiopia. Uh, most of the war is in the north part of Ethiopia from the Tigrayan uh, area. The, uh, the coming through the, the Amhara and the Afar region. Uh, there's a war is uh, it's near Gondor area near the from the the war from the Gondor city is uh, not longer than 130 kilometer. Wow. Yeah, it's very near. It's very near. The, uh, a civil war is a terrible war. Mm. Really, really, it took Ethiopia another 15, 13 years back. Really, it's, uh, mm. it's not good uh, for Ethiopia. As, as an Ethiopian, as I born there, the, it's mm. very sad. It, it's very dangerous for the, the Jews. Yeah. It's, ve it's very, very, in, in the history of the Jewish history in Ethiopia, when there is a civil war, the one which affects that is the, the minority, most of them are the Jews. Hmm. The, Ethiop the Ethiopian Jews arrived in Israel before 2,700 years. Mm. From the first destruction of the Israel, the first temple, we arrived through, through Egypt, through Sudan, we arrived to Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. Our number was being uh, before 2,300 2, something years, we have been around 1 million in Ethiopia. Wow. One million Jews in Ethiopia, but so the civil war they were always, uh, you know, uh, default from the uh, everywhere. So we we lost a lot, a lot, a lot of our people, and we went to the remote, remote area of the Ethiopia, from the countryside, from the in the, in the middle of the jungle, and we we established our communities, our religious communities. So. We try to keep our our religious, mm -hmm. and the, the aliyah that you are talking is a miracle. It is really a miracle for us. Mm -hmm. It's not really the same aliyah that you are coming from U.S. from Europe. It's in Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. Ethiopia, imagine you are you are living in the biblical biblical time. Really, really, mm -hmm. the same in in remote area. A farmer area, uh, no electricity, nothing, no, no, no roads, and everything. You live in the middle of the jungle. You have the community. You have the the bed Knesset in in, in your uh, the center of the uh, bed Knesset, the casing, the rabbis there, uh, which they lead the community. It's a, a very very uh, religious community, very united one. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, and we pray, we pray each day, not only in Shabbat, each day next year in Jerusalem. Hmm. When did we be in the promised land? When did we be there? Always. I, I came from the religious family. Hmm. My grandfather was been a Kohen Gadol. Mm -hmm. he's, he's my role model. He's always told me that one day we'll be in Jerusalem. Hmm. One day we'll be in Jerusalem. And I believe that he didn't arrive in Israel. He died there in Ethiopia. He buried mm. there in our village. But in my age, it happened. In my age, I was been 16 years old when I came to Israel through Sudan. Mm. It's a miracle. Mm. You don't imagine. Really, it happens when my, I'm glad to be in Israel. I love Israel. Mm. I serve here in, in the army. I'm engineer. In, I'm involved in the community. Each day I'm in Israel is, is God blessing. Really, it don't imagine. Israel is everything for me. She gives give me the, the, the opportunity. Israel is a freedom for me. Oh. In Ethiopia, we hide our religious. Uh -huh. Elementary school, I was being in my village, uh -huh. the Jewish village, no problem. 
Secondary school and high school has been in the city of Gondor. Public school, not a Jewish school. I suffer a lot anti-Semitism. Anti hmm. A lot of anti-Semitism. Hmm. And I say one day I will be in Jerusalem. One day I will be in Jerusalem. Hmm. And I wow. come and my grandfather told me, yes, continue to pray. One day you will arrive there. And I came through Sudan, 1980. The journey was, was very, very tough. 31 days on foot from wow. Gondor to Sudan, 600 kilometers. Wow. And I was and been, yeah, I was been in the refuge camp uh, one year and a half in Sudan. Wow. And many people didn't make that trip, but didn't make it to uh, Takale. Many people uh, ended up uh, not being able to to last the whole trip because of the things that happened along the way. They died or they got sick. Yes, of course. We arrived in Sudan around uh, 20,000. Mm -hmm. uh, from 1980 I, uh, until 84, 85. Mm -hmm. From that number, 4,000 dead in Sudan on wow. a journey. Yeah, it's, wow. it's, uh, is a huge crisis. My my uncle is dead there. His his son is dead there. It's a trauma. The trauma in our family. We didn't speak about that. Mm. It's a big trauma. A big crisis. Mm. Uh, more more, more pregnant women's children's old old man women's they dead there. The, mm. the one who survives the youngsters. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the youngsters comes here without parents. The parents dead there. Wow. Yeah, it really was a big crisis when we arrived here in Israel. A big crisis. So, you know, we you go out with your family, and some of your family is not with you. Mm -hmm. uh, in Sudan, it's, it's very very troubling. Really, mm -hmm. it's a Muslim country. Also, it's a very fanatic Muslim country. We hide, we hidden our, our religious also there. We didn't keep Shabbat. Mm -hmm. You know, to keep Shabbat is a Jewish tradition in Ethiopia, the most, the most uh, mm -hmm. the that we do, yeah. So many of the people who didn't come in the 80s or even the 90s who are there today left their villages and they've come to the city and they're waiting to come here now. And this is the, the people that the Israeli government wants to save from the civil war at this time. Yes. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about what you think the challenges are that they're going to be facing um, as they come. I understand they live kind of like refugees now almost. The, I, uh, I was been, yeah, I was been in Ethiopia, I think last 10 years. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was been there. I visit the, in, in Ethiopia in the, the Jewish camp there in, in Gondor. Mm -hmm. It's a terrible life there. Mm. They left their villages, they left their cow, their land, everything. They come and they rent a very small apartment. They live nine, ten people in one room hmm. without toilet, without water, nothing. And they also, they, they are Jewish. So you are in the town, you can't hide your religious. They are afraid every day especially now in the war, is they are in danger. Uh -huh. In the war, they are in danger. The minority, every place there is a war, the minority is, uh. is getting worse and worse. And I think their life is very, very in danger. So they have to do everything to bring them as, as soon as possible, as soon as possible. And there, they were in Ethiopia in that more than 10 years, 11 years, someone is 20 years. Uh -huh. You know, you have a family here and you, you are there. You, you, you are not in the village. You are not in Israel, you're in the middle. Uh -huh. in psychology, there are a big crisis, a uh -huh. big crisis. In also in economy. Most uh -huh. of the families, they live here in Israel. They send money towards their families. Uh -huh. Most of our families here in Israel, they are very poor. Mm -hmm. And they have said, okay, I will eat a little bit. I didn't buy a computer to my children. I didn't do nothing, not a new shoes for me. I will send my money to my family, to Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. I know mm -hmm. most of the families send the money mm -hmm. because the government is not 
helping them there. Uh -huh. Until they get the aliyah, the permit uh -huh. that they are Jews, they didn't get any, any age. Uh -huh. It's very important to bring them here, also to give them more uh, 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 resources to for food and medicine. There is also is very important. Uh -huh. I know, I know the the your organization do a lot for us. We didn't forget that. I uh -huh. know Nicole. Miss Vagdola, Miss Vagdola, you know, if you, one, if, you are, if you say one person, you you save the whole world. Uh -huh. That's the Jewish faith that I grow. Uh -huh. That's the, the, everywhere, every, everywhere we go, you have to give and to to give our 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 uh, uh, resources, our you know, to pray for them. It's very uh -huh. important. Yes, uh -huh. very, very, very important. Uh -huh. It doesn't matter if you're a Jew, a Christian, a Muslim, human uh -huh. being is a human being. Uh -huh. We have to, to be together to help each other. I uh -huh. believe that. Well, uh -huh. we believe. That. Uh -huh. And uh, the Aliyah, you don't, you don't imagine the, the people they will come to Israel is the, to, to accomplish the promised land, the praying of 2007 years. It's oh. a miracle and changing their life totally 360 degrees centigrade. Takale, yeah. maybe you could tell us what that looks like when you say that they're going to have to change their life 360 degrees. Yeah. I, I know we've spoken about the cultural differences, the, the big adjustments that come with Aliyah and how um, your community is very community oriented and here things are very different. Could you share with us what 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 are they looking forward to besides the miracle of making Aliyah? What are the big adjustments that you see that they're going to have to make here in Israel? You know, you know I, as, as I told you, jumping from Ethiopia come to Israel is gap is 3000 years. <laughs> it's like an airplane, a four four hour airplane ride, and you jump forward hundreds or, or a thousand years. Yes, just you know, you don't imagine you live in a very remote area near Ethiopia, in a very pastoral area, in the village, in the rivers, you have a cow, the goats, and the farmer, you have a family, the bitness is the middle of your life. It's everything is really a very simple life, a very happy life and come to Israel, no village, it's a democratic country, individual country, you have to go to school, and the, and you have to change your life totally. So the, the one they do is very good, very well, is they can uh, integrate the society, but most of them pass a big crisis. It's a different culture, it's a different people. It's the, the system, the bureaucratic system is not the same. In Ethiopia, if I have a problem with the family, go to the rabbi. Mm -hmm. If I have an economical problem, go to the, uh, the head of the village and they arrange everything. Mm -hmm. Here, we have to do everything individually. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a capitalist country, individual country. Mm -hmm. Community working is difficult. It's very hard not to be in the community in Israel. One of the biggest challenges I tend in Israel is I don't have a community. I don't have the rabbi. I don't have my family, my extended family, hmm. where I'm going to get advice. I don't know the, the, how the bureaucrat is working. Hmm. Here you have a different bureaucrat to solve your problem. If you have education, go to the Minister of Education. If you have a problem with housing, go to the housing minister. If you have a problem with the neighborhood, go to the policeman. Where a lot of uh, the chaos is a chaos. It's a need more. It's a chaos. Yeah, it's a chaos. You have to mediate. You need mediators to mm. bring that gaps. Mm. You need more educational people, more, more lawyers, you need doctors everything a lot of agents you have need mm -hmm. here is if you if you, are, you don't have that skills you can manage your life in israel mm. most of the we, we most of us coming without education even we didn't write our 
language Amharic or Tigrit in Ethiopia. We didn't write, we didn't uh, read. We didn't read or write, yeah. Yeah, so a mother came with her children, settled in Jerusalem, and she, uh, they told them, you have to send your uh, children to school. What school? What does it mean school? Hmm. Yeah, okay, they, they go to school, what did they learn? Mm -hmm. The children, physics, mathematics, English, everything. they don't know. Hmm. How to help them with the homework, everything. And a lot of challenge. Hmm. The problem is education. Hmm. Education, after they immigrated to Israel, the more effort must be in the, ch the children. Mm. More resources go to the children, to the school system. Mm -hmm. okay. the, the medical system in Israel is very is okay, it's good, it works mm -hmm. well. The mm -hmm. housing system is also okay, the educational system is worst. <laughs> That's the most difficult area. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so That's a big gap. The big gap and to, 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 to eliminate the gap, more mediators, more more education with mathematics, with English, with Hebrew, with physics, with science, always, always. The families, they don't have many. Mm -hmm. They are in the poor neighborhood. And the government in Israel is a very, they have a big challenge. We facing a big challenge in Israel. Mm. Most of our budgets go to the army, go to the mm. security. We are still, fighting for mm. our Israel, for okay. Jerusalem, everywhere, in, mm. in the south, in the north, in the west, always we're fighting with Hamas, with Lebanon, everywhere. Mm. Most of the budget go to there. So a little money stays to the education and the social service. Mm -hmm. So the private donors organization is very important. Especially uh -huh. in Ethiopian immigration. Uh -huh. Maybe you could tell a little bit. I know that uh, the Ethiopian society is a patriarchal society, and and the women are usually at home. and And suddenly, um, when the immigrants come to Israel, they they have to find work and employment. And sometimes it's easier for the women to find employment than the men because they can go and do a cleaning job or work in, in uh, something uh, like a factory and and often this can be a real shift in the mindset of how the family lives and works and how the children relate to their parents and this is also another area that's very uh, challenging i think yes yes we as a as a patriarchal uh, society you know the the uh, we come here is there is a democratic country there's equality and so you know women's and mothers integrate well because they have to fight for their children hmm. really that's why so they have to go to school and they have to go to work and they have to go to take some to medicine everywhere where they have to do social workers everywhere women's always integrate well so uh, they are integrated well and they are they manage well. So the man is remain back. So he thought his his dignity is now is not the the in the priority. He's not the priority one. Is so there is a lot of conflict there in the family. Mm. I think that is one one of the uh, the reasons. The other reason is the uh, the issue of religion is very very important. If mm. there is a, a rabbi a case from that family with their okay. neighborhood is okay, but if there is no case, if there was any rabbi in that that family, that's a problem because they didn't speak Hebrew. The prayers that were going to the Beit Knesset is not the same prayer; it's not the same language, and you can't attend the Beit Knesset. So. You know, you 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 are far far away from the religious. It makes a very a big a big problem. Mm -hmm. Most of the family comes with their family with their rabbi together, settled in the the in the neighborhood. They are okay. They settle together, and then they have their social structure and support system with their rabbi in place. Yes, yes, but most of them they are uh, different cities, different uh, uh, absor absorption centers, and 
the mother here and the, her brother there in, in the north. Everything is very, 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 very crisis. Ah, so they're separated and that makes a crisis, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And also the, the leadership is very important. I, I'm told the leadership in Ethiopia, the rabbi, the casing, the urban, the, mm -hmm. the organ, how do you call it? Mm -hmm. That's what He's they, the anchor. He's the yeah, anchor. That is not existing in Israel. Mm. We do have a young leadership that educated. Mm -hmm. To be a leadership in modern country, you have to be educated one. Mm -hmm. You have to be in the big position. You know, you have, mm -hmm. to, you have to influence a lot. So it took time. Mm -hmm. When I finished university before 25 years, something like that in Israel, we've been only 20 students that finished in the Ethiopian Community University. 20. Wow. 20. Yeah. 20. They thought that we can solve the whole problem of the Ethiopians. Hmm. We volunteer a lot, a lot in the government office, in the municipality, in the family, everywhere while volunteering. And we have to work also with our field. I am engineer. Mm -hmm. But every Friday, my house was open for the Ethiopian families. Hmm. And I accept the, uh, the family, they come with me to my house and I write a letter to the Minister of Education, the Welfare Service, everywhere, every, every Friday. Mm -hmm. That's what I do more than two years. Wow. Because we have to do something for our family. We can't, we can't wait for the government to do. Mm -hmm. The bureaucracy is very, very difficult, so we have to do it. Yeah, bureaucratic, bureaucratic uh, processes are very challenging for all immigrants and even more so here. I think the government uh, attempts to do as much as they can. Yeah. I think you would agree that they, they work very hard, um, but th there's still so many uh, differences uh, to, to bridge that they may not always realize exactly where the needs are the greatest. And that's why the, the people in the community can be a huge help uh, to be cultural mediators, like you've said. Yes, yes, of course, of course. I also understand that because this is such a um, uh, challenging adjustment, sometimes it gets down to things like as basic as parents don't know how to parent their children in this new setting. Uh, the kids are in Israeli society, which is so different from the Ethiopian society things like honor and respect and how you uh, how much you speak and all these things. Um, sometimes the parents are at a loss, I think, to, to really understand the challenges their children are facing when they go to school and how to address them. Would you agree with that? Yes, of course, because I told you that we, we didn't, we were being in school in, in Ethiopia, most of them. Mm -hmm. And the parents didn't know what 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 does it mean in school, okay? Mm -hmm. When when they when they send their children to the school, if there is any challenges or any ceremony in the schools, the parents coming. Mm -hmm. Who's translating for the parents? The children. <laughs> <laughs> yes, wow. you know. Yeah. How, how do you call it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a flip. You're flipping roles. Yeah. The, the kids are doing the parents' role. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And who, who took the, the parents to the, uh, to the doctor? The children. Mm -hmm. that who translated? The children translated for the parents. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very, a very big crisis. If, we, if yeah. we don't know how to treat that, it's very, very it's, not, it's not easy. Sometimes the strong families, they know how to grow their children. If mm -hmm. they are not strong, the children, they thought that they are, know everything and what they come and you know the outcome mm -hmm. kids they don't have any uh, you know uh, decision makers in that age and they can't go to uh, to drug and everything we mm -hmm. don't know what's drug we don't know what's cigarette in israel in ethiopia mm -hmm. so we are coming here i told when i when i speak to the families i told you know the real jingle is here in the neighborhood it's not mm -hmm. in Ethiopia. This mm -hmm. is the real jingle. You don't know who is your neighbor. Mm. You don't know what's going on in the in the school system. You have to be around. You have to be keep your children always. Mm -hmm. Always will be with your children. Mm -hmm. 
So you've done a lot with integration. You've done a lot to help the community adjust over the years. And I know that as we've spoken and we've worked on projects together and, and in other areas, the thing that I hear from the Ethiopian community over and over again is education is the most important thing so that the families can integrate, whether that's for their children or whether it's for their young people um, so that they can find their place in this country. Yes, yes, yes. Education is very the key for the integration. Any society, any migrant society, education is a system. Mm -hmm. Here in Israel is a high technician. Mm -hmm. Education in science, in computer science, physics, mathematics, very important. Mm -hmm. Here I am the CEO of Tech Career. Tech Career is an organization which uh, trained and uh, prepared the young Ethiopians as a high tech company. It's a bootcamp mm -hmm. program. Mm -hmm. And we give them the real tools, the real curriculum, tour in the, in the uh, tech industry and preparing for the career system. Everything is give them that package dormitory in the college. We do the whole facility integrate to the, the, the high tech society. If you want to, if you want to integrate to the, the, the Israeli society, even in the American, any, any European, in any, uh, how do you call it, modern society, Mm -hmm. Education is a key. Mm -hmm. I think I, I, I think what one of the things that uh, my experience that I get, I was an engineer and I earned well, and uh, uh, I, uh, I, uh, I bought a, a small apartment without mortgage, mm -hmm. and when I settled economically well, I integrated well. Mm. Yeah, the issue of independent to be independent in economical is you know the how do you call it the circle of uh, the uh, 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 yeah the the circle of poverty yeah yeah that is you have to break that chain mm -hmm. to break that chain is education is very important mm -hmm. so every concentration in the in, in in term of the ethiopian jewish we have to concentrate with the school system with the university and bootcamp programs that the the, the because it's a very small society we have mm -hmm. now 150,000 jews in israel mm -hmm. around 35,000 40,000 youngsters at mm -hmm. the age of 18 to 40 it's mm -hmm. a very small number we can, we can, if we do every effort in, in terms of job uh, placement, education, especially in, in terms of technology education, we can change the, the poverty line within very, very few years. Uh -huh. my, my goal is we, we trained at still now 900 Ethiopians that in the high tech company. Mm -hmm. Our our my aim is to bring another two thousand for the next eight years. Wow! Yeah, and I'm I'm uh, I'm determined to bring three 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 hundred Ethiopian each year to the high tech company. More three hundred, more three hundred. I will have two thousand, and I'll go to Pensia and write my book. <laughs> 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 I look forward to reading it, Takale. Yeah. I think about half of, just a little bit more than half of the Ethiopians in Israel, 55% were born in Ethiopia, 45% are now born in Israel. And so this is uh, an amazing shift that's happening over the last uh, 40 years since you came. Yes. There are, since you started, there were 20, you said 20 in the high education. Uh, yes. This last uh, few years, I think there was almost 3,800. Yes, so yes. it's a good uh, trajectory. You're going the right direction. And all that you do specifically as an educator is helping that process. And I would say it's shifting how Israelis view the Ethiopian community. Because if we talk about the challenges of the, uh, the integration and the Aliyah of Ethiopians, 
they have large gaps to overcome, but once they do, they're very determined, they're very uh, disciplined in certain way. Um, people who want to do well, who want to be a part and contribute. And so um, we can really see that they are have great success if they're given the opportunities. And we see that with the young people today. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, of course, of course. Even the challenge that we have, we are very patriot, we are very motivated, we love Israel very much. All the youngsters, all the youngsters of the Ethiopian go to the army, 93%. Mm. 93% go to the army, to the combat army. Mm. They are good fighters, they are good fighters, they love the country, and we have to give them the chance. Mm -hmm. When they finish three years in the army, come to the neighborhood, and they are trying to help their parents, that's a problem. We have picked them from the neighborhood to bring them to the university, to boot camps, and to the high-tech company. It, it, it still, the community is very united, still. Yeah, mm -hmm. still, there is, there is, we have the background of the community is very important for us. The new generation is wonderful. They, they know their history, they know their narrative. We, mm -hmm. we want to keep the religious. We want to keep, to pray like we pray in Ethiopia, mm -hmm. to pray deeply for the God, for mm -hmm. Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. Really, we are educated our children very politely, honestly, every every value, every really the Jewish value that we grow must be continue here. Mm -hmm. Must continue forever, mm -hmm. really. Uh, uh, even it's a lot of challenge. Most of the Ethiopian love Israel, love very very much. They are very patriot, and they go to the military, go to the army. They are they are helping the neighborhood. They are volunteering everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, that's a, that's a, I think the one of the, the values that we get from our family. Mm -hmm. We're very yeah. polite, very polite one. Mm -hmm. We are not shouting, don't know why, no way. No chutzpah, yeah. We have to stay very polite and do our job very silent. Yeah, Takale, but that, that's a, a beautiful um, value on the one hand, on the other hand, I can see, I remember speaking with one Ethiopian student, a very dear uh, young man who just finished his uh, law degree. He managed to do all this hard work to finish his degree, but he said, you know, my culture, I, we have such a culture of honor and respect, and it's instinctive for me when I go into the courtroom that I don't look the judge in the eye and I look down because I respect <laughs> the judge. He says, but I'm in Israel, it's a problem for me because in Israel, the Israelis, they look them in the eye and they say what they think and they fight and they, you know, they speak a lot. And he said, and sometimes I can come across like I don't know or that I'm not strong because I don't look the judge in the eye. And so you have these cultural things that you have to sort of navigate back and forth with. Isn't that right? Yes, that's right. So also we, we, we face it in the high tech company here in Israel. Uh -huh. Our graduate go to the interview uh -huh. And they, they didn't look in their eyes, uh -huh. and they said, "What happened? <laughs> what happened?" He, they didn't. He's, you know, he, he don't have any confidence. If, even he didn't seem, he didn't look me in my eyes. How can I take him with the high tech company? <laughs> no, no, no. We told them that it's uh, the culture. Please, please, please. Yeah. We are meditating. Okay, please give them the exam. Mm -hmm. Is it is their fitability as a profession? His value is fantastic. He's working, team working, individual working. Mm -hmm. He's coordinating everything. It's a silent a leadership with the silent. Mm -hmm. the leadership with the silent, you know? <laughs> to be in leadership in Ethiopia, I have to be silent and mm -hmm. just step, speak a little bit. Uh -huh. What's necessary, stop it. That's. Uh -huh. Huh. <laughs> so if you're somewhere else, people might not understand that and think that you uh, aren't suited for the job or whatever because they, they misunderstand your strength. And that's very yes, important yes. that you can mediate that then for people. 
Yeah, he, especially in Israel, wow, we have to be shout, <laughs> be aggressive. It's not our culture. Yeah, it's yeah. not our. There's there some Ethiopians that they are in the army, they are born here, they are like, looks like Ethiopians and Israelis, there's a mixed one. I like yeah. that. I like that. You like yeah. it. <laughs> I like it, yeah. They are Ethiopians, even they are also Israelis, they know how to fight. And, they know uh, how to speak up for themselves. And, yeah, they um, are assertive, they are assertive, and, and at the same time they are polite, and I like that. This yeah. is very nice, very yes, nice. Of, of course, yes. So would you say, Takale, that once you're an immigrant, you're always an immigrant? Or like what you said just now, there comes a time where you really feel like, yes, I'm Israeli too. It's maybe no. different for different people, depending on their age or if they were born here or not. But Once you're an immigrant, you are an immigrant. If you, if you are not an immigrant to the very early age, but in my age, I, I arrived here in, 19, in, in the age of 17 and a half. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, I still, I have, you know, sometimes I feel I'm Israeli, sometimes I feel I'm Ethiopian. It's, it's a mixed identity. It's okay. I live with that. Uh, mm -hmm. I, my identity is very, very strong, so you don't have any problem. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, sometimes also uh, when, I, when I talk my life history, I start mm -hmm. from Sudan, hmm. not from Ethiopia, you know? Really? Yeah, from Sudan to Israel, you know? Sometimes I forget I born in Ethiopia, and sometimes, <laughs> you, it's, uh, you know, uh, once you're a migrant, uh, you're Ole Hadash, you stay Ole Hadash. Hmm. If you immigrate if you uh, after 10, 20, 12 years old, I think so. If you mm -hmm. come to it three years on the way where babies you are Israeli. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So we are so, like I said, we're so happy to be a part of helping with integration projects as well as Aliyah projects. Uh, so ICJ, we've been uh, contributing to children's programs to help the young ones as they come to um, get the, to bridge the gaps they have with learning, but also we have the immigrants that are arriving soon or who have just arrived, who just don't quite, they came about, they're coming around to the age that you came or even older, yeah. but they haven't quite finished 12 years of education. And so this is an area that we really, really wanna help them finish. Uh, we have the program starting in January for this because we know it's gonna make such a huge difference for them in their future. But what are the things that you would um, point to as are the most important ways to to help the Ethiopian community so that we can learn and we can pray towards those things and we can uh, be assisting? Yeah, you know, you know the, the term of priority, the first uh, thing is to bring them to Israel. It's very important. Yes. That's the first priority. Because it's like an evacuation now. It's a danger. It's they very really need to come. So this is first. This first, mm -hmm. after they arrived here, the issue of uh, you know education is very important every age, and mm -hmm. the issue of after the army mm -hmm. is yeah vocational programs, university programs, especially technological programs, very important. Mm -hmm. We are concentrating in the age of the babies from the kindergarten. At the edge of the university, that's the, the, the areas I have to invest more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But especially to bring them to Israel. It's really to bring them as soon as possible. I know ICJ do a lot. We don't forget what you do. We didn't forget. Mm -hmm. And I know you do it very emotionally. And you believe that the, the Jews must be here in Israel to the promised land. And it's really the aliyah of Ethiopian Jews is a miracle. Mm -hmm. It's a miracle that we accomplish the dream of 3,000 years. Yeah. Yeah. To keep your religious in Ethiopia, in that remote area, difficult area for 2,700 years is not easy. Mm -hmm. It's very, very important. I think the, your organizations do a lot. And for me, it's, 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 it's my honor 
Nicole and uh, to speak with you and your, your colleagues. And God of Israel bless you more and you and your family and all the your organization. I know that. I come from the religious family. Mm -hmm. I know God is everywhere. Mm. God of Israel is everywhere. And Amen. everything that you give to, you say one person, as you serve the whole world. Yeah. yeah. Wow. What a special blessing. Thank you, uh, Takale. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I don't, I don't know if other people have questions on the call, but uh, if you do have a question, you can put it up in the question and answer. And, uh, and we could maybe uh, Takale could answer some of those questions. So I just want to mention that to any of our friends who might be on the call who are curious about something. Um, this is a very uh, fascinating community, a very special community. But Takale, until we maybe get a question or something, um, maybe you could tell us. I I think you must be very proud of of the community and what they have managed to do. I know we have uh, had our first uh, Israeli Ethiopian firefighter fire. Um, uh, uh, what do you? Not sorry, not fire. The um, Airline uh, pilot. Yes, the Air Force. Yeah. Yes, the That's Air Force, it. and yeah. and this is a very prestigious thing. We have uh, some of the first Ethiopian judges in Jerusalem now. Yes. Very yes. exciting, and I know that the community is getting really involved in uh, in local government. Um, you're really uh, beginning as a community to do a lot, and yes, I think you must be very proud of that. I am very proud. Even I told you, even more the challenges that we're facing were hard workers. We believe with God and we pray to Jerusalem and we dream to be in Jerusalem and we want to grow our children were integrated in Israel. So really are good fighters, you know, good hard workers and very united. And you know, in, in this world, if you are good workers, community and love the country, the doors open. Yeah, the doors mm -hmm. open. The God opens the doors. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. the way. We are integrated well. We are more than 10,000 Ethiopians that graduate university. More than wow. 10,000. Yes, more than 10,000. It's a huge, yeah. It's 30 years, in 30s, community without education here, coming mm -hmm. here. Yeah, you know, to limit the gap is uh, very important. Yeah, the, I, I think we have the future is uh, in, where we're concentrating the, the education, the university, the future of the children will be well and yeah. uh, to integrate well, of course. Yeah. I have a comment here from Donna Holbrook. She's our ICEJ um, director in Canada and she's thanking you for this update on the Ethiopian community in Israel and she just wants to say we believe in you and Thank we you. support your absorption efforts and and they just want to say that you're that you are um, you know that they they are sending their blessings from their Thank entire you. team and that you have friends in Canada. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is, I think, um, Takale, I love it that you're helping people with high tech. I know uh, Israel has huge, huge uh, advances in high tech, even during Corona. And the challenge in the high tech in Israel is that there aren't enough qualified workers to fill all the jobs. Yes. And yes. so we need every last person. And you're right. People who are working in high tech and getting educated, they're able to break out of the cycle of poverty. This is something that we are very interested in uh, helping uh, Israelis do, whether they're Ethiopian or Arab or Orthodox or people yes. from different backgrounds. Because yes. we know how important it is for Israel. Uh, recently, the state comptroller put out a report saying that the they know that they're going to have to re-educate huge uh, numbers of Israeli society, maybe even as high as 69% of the society is going to need to upgrade their skills and education in order to meet the challenges of the coming years and the changes in the technology that are coming soon. Yes, Many of yes. the jobs that people do today won't be available in the coming years. 
and what, what uh, you're doing with uh, advancing technical education uh, in general is just hugely important, um, not just for breaking out of poverty, but um, especially for that, so other people, so people can actually be employed. Yes, of course. There, the, the, the future to be in the middle class in, in Israel is to, to integrate the high-tech industry. Okay. That's there a lot of uh, demand mm -hmm. and, uh, and goes and gone uh, and continue. And uh, it's very important for that uh, the Ethiopians, the Arabs, the Orthodox Jews must be in the high-tech company. Mm -hmm. They must be. They must integrate to the high-tech company. So mm -hmm. that's why my mission to do, I told you that I have to bring 300 Ethiopian youngsters each year in the high-tech company. And my goal is to bring 2,000 for the next eight years. And mm -hmm. I demand to do that and God, God of Israel helping me to do that. Of Amen. course. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 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 That's great. Thank I you. think it's, yeah. Yeah. Are there any other questions that our friends have out there? That um, that we would like to ask Takale before we uh, start to wind down here. Want to give another opportunity? We had another comment from a friend on the call, just saying how pleased she was to know that the Ethiopian community is being brought here, and they're brought here to be proud citizens of the state of Israel, and that is such a joy to see. Yeah. See if we get some other questions. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yes, Very good. And Nicole, after the corona, if they come to visit to Israel, they're welcome to take Karel. My door is open for you and for the visitors and they yeah. can meet the, the youngsters here that were educated to the tech industry, they can meet yeah. the students and everything. And yeah. you're, welcome. you're welcome. Thank you, thank you. You're, you call your family, so you're welcome. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you. Yes, indeed. Um, never, it's always so inspiring. It's always just so inspiring to see and to, uh, oh, I've got a couple more questions here. Let's see what we've got. How many Jewish people are there presently in Ethiopia? It's around 10,000. Around 10,000 are still waiting to make Aliyah? Yeah. Uh, okay. So, and they're coming slowly, right? There's yes. a, because of the challenges that you've laid out, the government doesn't bring them all in one go. They need to determine that they have the right family connections and... Yeah. And they don't come if they're right now if they don't have family here. And yeah. because it costs literally hundreds of thousands of dollars to integrate, yeah. <laughs> they do need to do it slowly. But that's why uh, all that you're saying is all that much more important. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. And uh, you have blessings from Argentina, Takale. Thank you. Thank you very and much. A prayer from there. Yeah, and I pray the, for it. Yeah. Um, Let's hmm. see. Yeah. All right. So yeah, just uh, I think we've been able to underline the real importance of of assistance. I know, for instance, when the Russian Aliyah came, they came already with professions, and they're now twenty percent of Israeli society. And so, when you're twenty percent of Israeli society, you have a lot of people who speak your language, and uh, you have a lot of people who understand your cultural background. And so those people can help you, you know, sort of like one open, talks to the other and tells you, oh, doors. I know about this opportunity. But when you're 2% of the population. Networking, no networking. Yeah, <laughs> the networking is much more difficult. And so um, yeah. those things all make a difference. And that's why not just the Ethiopian community can be a help, but also the non-Ethiopian community can be a help yes, um, yes. in many, many ways. Yeah. So, okay, well, oh, hey, we have someone from Zimbabwe. Thank Zimbabwe. you so much for a most interesting interview from Zimbabwe. Wow. Um, they say that they understand where you're coming from and they pray that the complete Aliyah may be achieved in these difficult times. God bless you and thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, 
Okay, well, I think we've answered the questions. We've been able to bless you. We continue to bless you. And we hope and with you that many, many Ethiopians will come in the coming year. Like I said, uh, initially 3,000, but maybe as many as 5,000. Right now, the Minister of Aliyah and Integration is Penina Tamanishete. Yes, yes. And uh, she's Ethiopian, born in Ethiopia, made the same trip that you did through Sudan, as I understand, at age yes, five. Yes, 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 she's great, really. She's yeah. fantastic. And I was yeah. really hoping when the new government was formed that she would be the Minister of Aliyah and Integration again. And we were very privileged to have her. And I think she's been the driving force behind getting this passed through the government at this time. So we wish her well as well and strength to, to her in bringing everyone and to you, uh, Takale, in meeting those very, um, very, very great goals that you have, 300 students a year, may it be. Okay, thank you for being with us. Thank you to all of our friends who joined us on the call today. And we look forward to hearing in the news and seeing uh, through the ICEJ updates that those immigrants are arriving. We're hoping that that'll begin towards the end of January. So we'll see. Thank we'll you. See. Thank Lord you very much. Thank you. Yes. God, of, God of Israel bless you and uh, happy Christmas. Thank you Thank very you much. Thank you so much, Takale. God bless you. God bless you all. And uh, you. blessed holidays to you all. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Two thousand twenty-one was an amazing year for the International Christian Embassy right here in Jerusalem. Thanks to the help from you and many other Christians from around the world, we could impact the nation of Israel, the very city of Jerusalem, in an even greater way than last year. Please have a look to what the Lord did through us in two thousand twenty-one. Twenty twenty one has been a great year in ICEJ aid. At the Haifa home, we've been able to upgrade the shared living space and physiotherapy room. We've also installed an elevator in the new building, and we're just about to begin taking in new residents. Also, we've expanded our outreach to survivors outside the home through a call center. Already, that call center receives twenty eight hundred calls a month. Another milestone in 2021 was when we delivered our 150th shelter to protect vulnerable communities. 42 of those were ordered just this year, and that number continues to climb. We're also really excited that we were able to help strengthen many more families through food packages, home repairs, vocational training, or scholarships that help them towards a brighter future. I want to thank you for helping us make 2021 an amazing year. This year, ICEJ helped more than 3,000 immigrants return to their biblical homeland. We've reached the total of over 163,000 during the history of ICEJ. And while many people are shutting down because of COVID, we've had two amazing years of a virtual Feast of Tabernacles. This last Feast of Tabernacles, we had almost 5,000 participants from over 100 nations. While the world's shutting down because of COVID, God has given ICEJ the grace to flourish and do more and be more. So let's celebrate together an amazing 2021. In our international work over the last year, we experienced a paradox because normally we would travel a lot, but we couldn't do that because of the lockdowns and the travel restrictions. And yet we have seen a great improvement of communication, both in quality and quantity. In these online meetings, we were able to have good communication with uh, many offices which we have around the world, and some new people joined us. So we were able to start new offices in several countries of Latin America, Eastern Europe, and Africa. Many other people joined us for our numerous prayer initiatives, uh, starting with the weekly global prayer gatherings and also these amazing prayer chains at the beginning of each Hebrew month, the Rosh Chodesh. The Lord has used this crisis to raise awareness about His plan for Israel and for the nations. And we are so grateful that we can be part of that. Another important moment for our ministry 
came in May when Israel faced its fourth rocket war with Hamas in Gaza in the past 12 years. There were hundreds of rockets flying every day into Israel where the security threat is growing. So it's more than 150 bomb shelters that we're now helping Israel protect itself. We are also giving firefighting equipment and uh, fire protection suits to the first responders to help them protect their communities. So the Christian Embassy is doing all these things to help Israel keep safe. We had a great impact this year in Israel and together we can do so much more in the future. We are so grateful for your support, for your generous donations to the ICJ that has made it possible for us to increase our work at the ICJ. Our Alia work, our Holocaust survivor work, bomb shelters, and educating the church, connecting you to Israel, informing you what is happening right here in Israel, but also from a biblical perspective. So thank you once again for your great support. We are very thankful for that and may God do great things for you also. So you have seen what we have been doing in 2021 here in Israel and also right here in the city of Jerusalem. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for your support, for standing with us in prayer, in your finances, and also in your support in your country. And I want to wish you the blessing of the Lord as you are standing with Israel and as you are blessing God's chosen people. I do ask you to prayerfully consider also to stand in 2022 on the side of the International Christian Embassy, your embassy right here in the land of Israel.